welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose and let's soar together. Hello, welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, This afternoon, we are talking with a dear friend of mine, Laurent Amzalag. He is an amazing fitness expert, cares about people's lifestyle for living an authentic life that's filled with happiness and joy and a sense of freedom. So we're going to talk about all of that today with Laurent. Thank you, Laurent, for joining us today. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Mali. Laurent, we always start the show off by asking you about mm. your passion and your purpose. Can you encapsulate that for our audience? What are you passionate about? And what do you think your purpose in life is? Well, you know, if we have to put it in a few words, uh, my passion is I love to inspire people. I love to motivate people to live a healthier and happier life. And, and, and that's been ingrained in me since I was a young child. Um, I, I've, I've shared my story with you, but I'll share it with everybody else. You know, as a young child, I was in a hospital for a very, very long time and I was bedridden. And um, the only thing that made me happy, that brought a smile to my face is just move. I, I, as, 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 as soon as I start moving, just whether it's just standing up, uh, doing those very few steps and, 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 and moving, it made me super happy. And this is when I knew that that's what I wanted to do in my life. I didn't know it exactly then, but later on, this is when I, I realized, you know what, this is what I want to do with my life, inspire people, just move and, and, and make them happy. So that's, in a few words, what is my passion. So when you said move as a young child, you were in the hospital couldn't mm-hmm. move very much, but when you could move, it made you feel like there was hope that things would get better. How did that idea of just move transition into fitness? How did you get started with fitness? Well, I was always passionate about the human body. I even studied uh, pre-med because I thought I was going to go into medicine. And uh, I realized, okay, you know what? I, I, I want to start doing my thing. And I didn't have time to spend 20 years, 25 years in, in, in school um, uh, learning um, you know, all the medical stuff. And all, even though uh, later in life, I still kept taking all those biology classes and anatomy classes because I'm still passionate about the human body and how it functions. So I said to myself, okay, how could I mesh all the love that I have for for the human body with the 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 love that I have for people because I love people and and, and that's I think that's what draws me to a, a, a you know work that that entails working with people is I just love people I'm genuine about it I just want to hug people when I see them and I usually do you know sometimes they get a little scared when I come in and I just give them a, bit, a big hug but I do it genuinely because I just love people. And, and the love of inspiring and motivating and saying to people, listen, you know, you could do whatever you want. You could do like anything that you put your mind to. Just move. Just get that first step and, and, and everything could change. Now, in terms of a career path, did mm-hmm. you always sense a, a, you being a young child and having this experience? Did you always knew that this would be your chosen career path and one day you would have your own um, company, your own brand that really focuses on this concept of let's move and the Yala lifestyle, or mm-hmm. did over time uh, you tried other career paths and this kept coming back to you? What was that like when when you really decided, okay, not is it not only is it I'm passionate about this, but I'm actually going to build a business doing this? Well, I think you know when I started this. Uh, it's like most people, you know, you, you kind of wet your feet in different things. Um, I, I, like I said, I was studying uh, pre-meds. I thought that my path was going to go into medical school. Then I said to myself, you know what? Uh, that's not, that's, I'm not ready for this yet. That commitment of staying in school for 20 years or whatever it took me to, 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 to finish medical school. Uh, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to do a business degree. 
So I have a three, four year business degree and then I'm ready to kind of go and, 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 and do some, some great stuff in the world. So I studied uh, business at, uh, in Montreal. I was, I, was, I, was, uh, I was studying in Montreal at that point. And then I started working in an insurance company and all that kind of stuff that, that normal people do after they finish <laughs> college. Uh, and obviously, like, you know, early on, I knew that that wasn't for me. I was in an office and, and I, I, there's nothing worse for me than just being, you know, inside an office and, and doing the, the, all the accounting stuff and things like that, that, you know, you need to do in an office. So early on, I, I, I knew that an office job wasn't for me. I, the passion for fitness was always there. I always had that passion. You know, I, I, I used to love to go to the gym. I used to, uh, people used to ask me questions even before I was even a trainer. Uh, I used to read a lot of books on, on, on fitness and health and nutrition and how to build, you know, uh, an ultimate body kind of thing. And it was kind of a natural transition for me to say, you know what? Let's, you know, let's go into that because that's what I love to do. So what I did is not only I went into the field, but I just changed everything in my life. I moved away from my family. I left uh, Montreal to come to United States. I, I, and that's why I came to, uh, to DC. And, and then I just started as a trainer full time right away. I didn't have any clients. I didn't have any money in my pockets. Uh, I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. And, and little by little, my, my, my business grew into what it is now. So how many years ago was that? Oh, it's been 18 years now. Oh, 18 my years I've been in that gosh. business. Yes, yes. Well, and, and every day is, is different. Uh, I do so many different things. And, 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 and that's what I love about what I do is it entitles me to do a lot of different things. It's not the same thing. I, I never go to an office and sit down and do the same you know, thing every day because that would just kill me. I'm not, I'm not made like that. Uh, I need to be stimulated. I need to to do different things every day, whether it's a, a media uh, segment or or a, a crowd of people that you know I, I, I do a fitness class in front of, or just a seminar or a workshop. Every day is, is, is a little different, and that's what you know gets my creative juices going. That's what keeps me going, and that's why I'm so excited all the time. You have to be when you wake up at 4.30 every day, right, in the morning. You have to be excited about what you do or else, you know, you wake up at 4.30 in the morning, it's still dark outside, your wife is still sleeping, you feel jealous. It would be a really, really, you have a really tough time going to work. Right. Well, I'm going to take our audience back 18 years ago because we have a lot of listeners who are either considering this idea of entrepreneurship or uh -huh. not just starting a business, but maybe a project or a community experience that really allows their passion to shine through. But we do have folks that are really interested in starting something of their own. I'm going to take our audience back 18 years ago. When you moved down here and you said, I'm going to do this, what was your process of learning how do you even build a business in the D.C. area in the United States? Um, where did you go? What resources? How did you... Basically, first you made the decision, but how did you go about actually implementing it and launching that business for those that are listening and are just curious? How do, what, do, what do I do now that I know my passion and my purpose? What do I do now? Right. So for me, uh, my, my, my uh, kind of way of getting to where I was is talking to people. People. I when I, I came to DC because I had some family over here. I have some uncles that were established here, uh, some cousins, and and so I just started talking to them. I said, hey. I, I want to start working out with people. I want to start doing some personal training. Do you know anybody that would be interested in that? And, you know, they've already had a network of people around them. They've been here for many years before I arrived. So they were able to kind of help me out with a few people at the beginning just to get me started. Then uh, I went to a lot of different events. You know, I... I, I literally did everything on my own in terms of going to different events, not knowing anybody and just introducing myself as a, Hey, you know, I'm in the fitness field. I'm a trainer. And, and, and just little by little, um, uh, people kind of say, Hey, you know, I'm, I know this person who's looking for a trainer, you know, uh, let me introduce you to them. I also met this person, uh, 18 years ago who brought me to, uh, the company that she was working with. They just established a fitness facility and this, you know, I'm talking 18 years ago. So the concept of corporate wellness and, 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 and having your employees healthy was fairly new thing, right? So I met this person. She told me that she just, they just moved to this new building in Virginia at the time in, in, um, in Alexandria. And they were looking for someone to kind of 
take over the, their wellness program. So it, it just fell into my laps kind of thing. But, you know, those things fall into your laps when you throw yourself into it. They don't just, you know, you just don't sit at home and things fall into your lap. You got to be proactive about those things. Uh, you got to go, you got to meet people, you got to talk with people. Uh, you know, there's meetups everywhere. There's those biz- little business groups. Like I said, for me, I started with my family. Then uh, I met some people along the way that kind of, you know, uh, help me out and 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 put me through the uh, or through the right people that I should talk to in order to get my message out. And that's how I began uh, with all this. And then a lot of cold calling. I I, I you know I, I wanted to do radio at the beginning. I said, you know what, I have this message. I wanna I wanna tell the world about what what my philosophy is all about. And I thought you know radio TV was a a, a normal a normal way to do it. So I just did cold calling. I said, you know, I called radio stations. I said, hey, my name is Laurent. Uh, I, I'm a fitness guy. Would you be interested in doing a fitness segment on your on your show? Obviously, a lot of people said, nah, you know, you have an accent. You you can't do it. We can't, we, we can't have that over here. A lot of them until one said yes, and that's how I started with, with the media stuff. So you you gotta really be proactive about this thing. You gotta tell yourself, okay, what do I want to do? Where do I? I want to end up. What's my goal? And to all the steps that are necessary in order to, to, to get to that final destination. Really, at the end of the day, there's no final destination. It's like once a project is done, then you'll think about another thing. But you have to have a plan of how you want to, what you want to do and how you're going to get there. Well, Laurent, I think you're bringing up an amazing point. Uh, entrepreneurship is really a mindset, not just the, the word doesn't just represent you own a business. It's all the things that have to go into building a business, sustaining a business, growing and expanding the business, and even at some point pivoting and changing your sure. business and your model and your even your brand. Now, I love this idea that you're sharing that you actually had to go out and learn a lot of this stuff on your own. You were very um, innovative and you had to think outside the box all the time. Um, right. Talk about that. You know, we uh, have a tendency as entrepreneurs to at the same time, we have to learn a lot and we have to do a lot on our own. We also don't want to get stuck in this concept of I have to do it all by myself. So how did you evolve in terms of trying to do it all yourself, finding the successes, but how did you bridge the I need to get help? I need to you know, look for other experts who can support me. I need a strategic partner. I need an assistant. Was that right. hard for you to let go and delegate or was it just you got to that point where you're like, I can't grow anymore without it? Well, you know, it's, it's very interesting because me personally, uh, I'm the type of guy that never trusts anybody. You know, I say to myself, if so, if, if I do something and it fails, the only person I could blame is myself. And if somebody else did something and it failed, then I would say, oh my God, you know, it's their fault. And, 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 uh, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, you know, when I, when I, when I, obviously when you're new at, uh, at entrepreneurship, you, you, kind of do everything yourself. You know, you do all your code callings, you do your books, you do your, your, you go and meet the clients, you, you do everything, right? But at a certain point, you have to realize what are my strengths? What am I good at? And what could I, who could I talk to in order to take care of, of the stuff that I'm not so good at and, and that doesn't really, uh, that takes a lot of my time, time that I could be concentrating on things that I love to do. And every so often you get to that point. I got to that point. That's why I called you, Mali, uh, where, all right, you know, what's the, my next stage? I've, I've, I got to the point where I've done, I've went, you know, as far as I wanted to go into like the, the, the personal training, for example, you know, I had an amazing time and I still do. I still have some clients and I in, so enjoy doing it. But my purpose and, and my goal is to be able to reach, you know, a thousand people an hour versus just one person or 50 people when I do a, a class in a club. So, so that's why I called you and said, okay, what could we do in order to, to help me reach that goal that I have? And, and that's where kind of you, 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 you took me and said, listen, you know, I think that's, you know, keynote speaker and, and doing workshops and things like that would be much better. At that point, you could reach a lot more people in that same time because, you know, we're all limited with the time we have. It's only 24 hours in a day. So there's so much you can do in a day. And when I'm personal training, you know, if I'm doing it for eight hours, if you do only one or two people per hour, 
you know, you go, you, 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 you know, there's only that many people you can reach a day. I want to reach as many people as I can. That's my passion. I want to help as many people as I can. So, so this is when I realized, okay, you know what? I need some help. Uh, and that's when I called you and said, listen, what, what, what could we do to help me reach that, that second stage? Well, thank you. And I'm honored to be supporting you um, on that end. Uh, you've become such a great friend, not just a client, but truly a great friend. And we've learned a lot from each other as well. The passion that you have for fitness and wellness inspires me to care more about taking care of self, right? I've uh, been right. in business for a long time. I'm a caregiver at heart. I nurture everyone, fall in love with everyone, want to take care of the world, and yes. we forget to take care of ourselves. And without self, without me being healthy, I can't do good work for the world because I might not be here. So I uh, just want to <laughs> say thank you for that as well. Now, one thing that you mentioned that was very interesting is uh, this idea of, okay, I've reached a point where I know I can't do it by myself anymore. I only know what I know. And this is a great seg- uh, segue into um, expanding our network, right? Reaching out to more people besides just what we know and who we know, but asking other people to guide us, asking other people, who do you know that might be interested in this? This idea of asking for help, asking for referrals. Uh, how, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that vulnerability of asking for help? I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that. And I remember the first time we got introduced by a dear friend of ours, actually. Shout out to Amra. Thank you very much for yes. putting us together. Amra. Um, she's amazing. Wonderful, wonderful girl, Amra. Yes. And one thing that... When we first met, um, Virginia, who is your wife now and also your business partner, yes. um, s- said to me is, well, Laurent doesn't really trust very many people. That's the first thing I told you when I said, you know, I have a hard time trusting people. I, o- I always did like as, 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 you know, as a teenager and things like that. Uh, not that I don't trust people like uh, personally, I'm talking in business right. and you know, I've seen a lot of people get, get backstabbed and things like that. I said to myself, you know what, I'm just going to do everything myself, but it's not logical to, 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 to say that, that you, you can't go really that far. If you just do everything yourself, you got to know your strength. You got to know what you're good at and just do that and delegate the rest to someone that knows that or wants to do that uh, even better than you. Yeah. Well, that also, and I appreciate the trust, Ron, but my, where I was going with this also is, you know, there's this, there's this um, fear mm-hmm. of being vulnerable. I don't want to share with you my whole life and my goals and my dreams. That's, I've done this all by myself for 18 years and I have to tell you this stuff. It's very personal. And what right. if you take that and you represent me in a wrong way or, you know, you use that to... That, that, that fear sometimes right. overtakes us and we can't move forward. So how did you, and not just with me, but in your everyday experience as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, how do you allow part of that vulnerability and that trust, how do you exercise it when for someone like you who has, then you know that that's your, your default is, oh, I don't necessarily easily trust when it comes to this. How do right. you practice getting comfortable with being vulnerable and sharing from your heart what you really desire? And how has that changed the way that you look at your goals for the business now, now that you've exercised trusting someone? Well, I think that, you know, um, the fact that, you know, you get to a point where you say to yourself, okay, it's time you know, to expand or I, I need a change or whatever, whatever you have in your life. When you get to that point where you say to yourself and you're honest with yourself to say, okay, I need to do something about this, uh, then I think that that becomes more powerful than your fear of talking to people or, or trusting people. Um, th- that's what happened with me. I, like I said, I wanted to do everything myself, whether I called for a TV, a TV spot or something, sometimes people would call me. And they would say, oh, it's, oh, it's you, Laurent. I, they thought that they were going to talk to an agent or, or something like that. I said, no, no, I, I just represent my, I do it myself. So uh, f- from going to that point to letting somebody else do it, I think it's because the, the, the fact that you know you need to go forward, you know that you need to expand or you know that you need to do a change becomes more powerful than your actual fear. 
And that's when I think that that's, that's where the transition happens. Wow. Well, that's a lot of growth for you. And I'm glad I was a part of that growth. Yes. <laughs> talking about growth, though, the work that you do really is about growth and expansion. It's not, and I love this philosophy of yours, because it's not just about the physique, uh, the ideal physique or the look and feel of you physically that you're right. working toward in the work that you do at Yala Fitness and Lifestyle. It yes. really is about the experience, um, the, the mindset of what healthy feels like, not just looks like. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, number one, what does yala actually mean? Uh, Uh Because we know that that, it actually stands for something. It it has a meaning behind yala. And then how did you decide that yala was not just a fitness company, but it was a lifestyle company? I want to talk about this whole concept of wellness and why you were inspired to kind of pivot and rebrand to include lifestyle and wellness and mindset. Right. Uh, so let's start with uh, the beginning. Let's start with what yala means. Yala is an Arabic word. Uh, the roots is Arabic, and it means let's go, let's do it, let's move. Uh, I was born. You know, I, I told you earlier on the program that uh, I grew up in Montreal, but I was actually born in Morocco, in Casablanca, Morocco. Uh, we left when we, I was five years old to go to uh, to Canada. But um, the first part of my of my uh, short life was in Morocco. And my mother um, would wake me up in the morning to go to school, and she would scream, yalla, yalla, move, let's go. You know, it's time to go to school. So that word was always ingrained in my mind uh, as a, 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 a powerful word, an energetic word, which means let's go, let's move, let's do, let's do it. So that's what yalla means, literally. Great. Um, and uh, basically for me, it was more like, you know, if, if you look at my company right now, when people ask me, what do I do? What's, what's my business? I never tell them I'm in the fitness business. I'm, I tell them I'm in the business of creating, you know, uh, 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 of creating fun times. And it's all about, uh, like, you know, creating those moments, those happy moments in your life. And that's what we do, you know? And how do we do that? Is by changing the mindset. It's not about getting the six-pack abs. It's not about getting that J-Lo butt or, or, or <laughs> you know, the legs of all those actresses and things like that. It's about just moving. It's about enjoying that moment, which will snowball into bigger things, and that will change every aspect of your life, whether it's looking for a job, whether it's a relationship, anything in your life. And that's what I do in my, in my, in my, in my business right now. So it's a really a great a great way to segment into the emotional part of what you do. It's not just building someone's like you said physique or the right. the, the ideal body. It's really about creating a sense of uh, confidence and self assurance and knowing that there's community when they come to one of your training sessions or work with you one on one. This whole idea that they, as an individual, are important and significant, and that as a movement, as part of the uh, neurofeedback, the physical part, uh, complements also the emotional part. Like when you move and when you sweat and when you're around community, you just feel mm-hmm. great. You feel great in the moment, but you feel good about yourself and life. And Absolutely. I really like that idea. So when you talk about, you know, kind of tweaking the idea of Yala just focusing on fitness and wellness in that aspect and moving into lifestyle, I know that you're working um, with Virginia on things like nutrition and a cookbook and incorporating uh, how do you live those moments of happiness and bliss and joy. And when you go out and you share on social media or when you're on stage and you're motivating and inspiring corporate America as well as the general public, Though you want to really exude that you're living this yellow lifestyle, it's not just a job for you. The entire point of why you want to run this business and spread the word of let's move is really to help everybody in the community and the world just feel better about themselves and about life. Am I correct? With absolutely, that? absolutely. So I. You know, uh, when we come back to movements, yes. like I said, you know, I, when I was a kid, and I was a very happy kid before ending up in the hospital for a very long time, I was always smiling, I was always running around, I was very, very energetic, and then from go to go from that state 
to a state of being in bed, bedridden for, for, for a bunch of weeks in a row without being able to move, that put me in that mood of I was very sad all the time, I was crying, I was, I was, I was, I was not the same person. And from going from there to telling myself, listen, okay, you're gonna, you know, I, I know it's gonna be very hard. I was hooked on machines. I had this this big metal pole with all those bottles hanging with IVs and things like that. I told myself, I said, you know what? You're gonna take those steps to the bathroom over there. You know, it was very short distance. I remember that like it was yesterday. You're gonna take those first steps, and I promise you, you're gonna feel much better. I can't even imagine. You know, I can't even tell you how hard those first steps were. But also, I can't even tell you how happy I was once I did those steps. You know, all those, those feel-good hormones were just kicking for me. You know, those serotonins, those endorphins, those dopamines, oxytocins, all those feel-good hormones that happen when you exercise, when you just move. I, I knew that at a very young age, and that's why later on I said to myself, I want to dedicate my life to, to making other people feel that. If you don't, if you don't know what it is, you don't know how good it could be for you. Just moving, just doing little simple things. And, and obviously, you know, if you want to change your, your, your entire body and your entire mind, things like that, obviously, you know, the, the, the whole diet comes in, you know, and it's not a diet like you hear, you know, those popular diets like the, the you know, Atkins diet or the low carb, high protein, whatever diet that's out there. I'm not talking about a diet like this. I'm talking about a, a diet rich in, in vegetables and, and nutrition, everything in moderation. That's what I believe in. I grew up in the Mediterranean lifestyle. You know, Mali, as you know, I grew up, you know, I was born in Morocco. Yeah. So my mother, like, you know, just cooked all Mediterranean foods and, and, you know, it was all, you know, we all ate in communities. We all ate like, you know, friends would come over and family members. It was always a bunch of people when we ate together and which really, really makes people happy. And some studies have shown that people that eat together tend to eat less than if they ate alone. Uh, they're also much happier than if they ate alone. So there's a lot of studies that have shown that this kind of uh, lifestyle is a lot more healthier than our typical lifestyle that we that we that we live um, every day. So that's what I'm trying to infuse in my in my program as well. And my wife helps me. You know, she's she's got this whole uh, food background, and she she takes care of the food and the, and the recipes and things like that. And I take care of all the the mindset, the the exercises, and things like that that complements the, uh, the the food. Great. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be in partnership with your wife and have a husband and wife team run a business. But before that, I it did... It could be frustrating. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm sure it very could be, but it could be very rewarding too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this though. You have had a lot of successes over the last 18 years um, in terms of media and press and, and PR. Do you want to talk about uh, you know, some of the some of the more poignant experiences that you never thought you'd actually experience, but you had a chance. I know that you were on um, the, you were a part of the Oprah Winfrey's uh, Your Best Life Tour. Mm -hmm. And and then you've also been featured on Elle Magazine uh, with this, you know, huge article mm -hmm. all around um, fitness and wellness and mindset. And you've, you've been on te several television segments. You have your own television show, Public Access. I right. mean, talk about what it took to get there and then being able to be out in media and sharing what you do and your passion how does it feel and how could other people who run their own businesses have the same opportunities what does it take to get mm -hmm. featured and to get your message out there to market well first of all I think that it goes back to my initial message is that you know, when you go on your own, uh, when you become an entrepreneur, it's obviously, and, and hopefully, it's because it's something that makes you really happy, that you're passionate about. I, I think that rare are the times where you're you're sitting down in your chair and say, okay, I want to do this, and you're just doing this just because your friend or your brother-in-law or something told you, oh, you can make a lot of money out of that. I think that that mentality, like you shouldn't have that mentality when you go into business. You should go into business telling yourself, okay, if money was not an object, if, if, if there was no money involved, what would I want to do? What would make me wake up in the morning uh, as early as four o'clock in the morning if I need to, to get me excited to do what I do? And I think that that's the first step that somebody should, 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 you know, should have before going into any kind of business. Now, that being said, 
when you have the passion about something, when you have the love, when you do something with love, people notice that. And when people notice that, they refer you. And uh, the, the, the Oprah thing was, I was just teaching my classes, my normal classes. At the time, it was called the Sports Club LA, which is a very high-end uh, club here in DC. Now, and, and now, uh, now it's called the Equinox Club. Um, there was, there was, you know, Oprah was in DC. And she used to stay at the Ritz-Carlton where the club is located. And she was asking around, who is your best fitness professional? And my name came up. And how would my name come up if I was just a, a, a guy just doing a class just for the sake of doing a class? When I go into a class, I do it with my heart. I do it with my love. And people notice that. And when they notice that, then they, you know, other channels open up. I really believe in that. I really believe that when you enjoy something, uh, then, then like other opportunities will open up for you. So that's how the Oprah happened. So she was in, in DC. She was doing a DC, uh, live your best life, uh, show. She was touring and I happened to do it over there. They liked me so much. Then they asked me to do it also again in Texas and Dallas. So that's how this happened. Um, with the media, you know, I, I I've been, uh, featured on in L magazine. Same thing happened with L magazine. Somebody referred me to a writer at Elle Magazine that was writing an article about fitness and, and, and trainers and things like that. And one of my clients, or it was a, a friend of a client, said, you need to talk to this person. Now, once again, if I didn't do everything with heart, if I didn't do any, everything with passion, then my name would have never come up. It would have come up to the next person that did something with heart and passion. So that's very, very, very important. And, and so this person came, she said, she introduced herself and she said she was, uh, you know, doing a, 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 an article for Elle magazine. So I trained her and, and so she studied me and that's what the, uh, the article was about. The, uh, now if we talk about all the other stuff that I did on TV, on NBC, on Fox, etc., that was really, uh, all cold calling at the beginning. It was, eh, you know, you have an accent. I remember the, uh, at the beginning of my of my radio career, because before I did TV, I did radio. Uh, I would go and I would interview with them and they would say, well, you know, your accent is too thick. We don't understand you. Uh, it's gonna be very hard to kind of do a segment with, with you, I'm sorry. And, you know, I had a few of those until actually the best radio station in DC said, yeah, let's do something. They're called Hot 995, they're still around. It's a wonderful station. And we did a long run of, of radio segments on their morning show and on their noon show. So that's how I got into, uh, into the radio. And then uh, NBC, I just cold called and, and they said, yeah, let's do something. And they liked one of the segments I did and they kept me on board. And same, I use the same formula for Fox and CW Network and CBS. And that's how I expanded my, my, my media uh, presence. You know what comes to mind when you're telling the story, Laurent? Uh-huh. Uh, courage. <laughs> the word courage. Well, because I think when you think about it, right, so many of us have a fear of speaking in, in public or right. a fear of rejection, a fear that if we ask for help, we'll, somebody will say no. And that fear is legitimate because guess what? A large percentage of the time, we will get the no's. Absolutely. We will get you the rejection think- letters. We will get the, uh-uh, you have an accent. No, you don't look like the part we want, you know. Um, right. It's all kinds of biases that we have to deal with. It's the nature of being human, I guess, whether it's right. Right or wrong, not not for us to talk about on this show, uh, but it happens. And Absolutely. I think the courage to pick up the phone again and again and again, and to not accept it as a personal defeat, but rather, I, I remember when I started doing cold calls in sales when I first came out of college. Um, after a while, the only way that I could kind of get through this whole fear and not being courageous was just making a game out of it. I started to tell myself, well, for every no, I was getting closer to the yes and to celebrate that yes. And when you were sharing about cold calling and all all the hard work and the hustle that it took to land you these opportunities, it's not just fate and destiny, it's will and it's determination and it's a lot of hard work and sacrifice. And that's one thing that we really have to uh, stress and want to stress on the show. You have amazing vision and you have great passion and you might even know all of your key strengths. But if you don't have the the courage and the determination uh, Mm -hmm. to actually get out there and work hard, 
and pick yourself up from the floor when you get rejected or hurt or betrayed and do it again, um, it may not land you, like you said, all these amazing experiences because you might have given up too soon. So courage came to mind. I want to commend you for that because that's huge to be able to say, I have to have the courage and the bravery to keep going because this is really, I know this is my passion. I know this is my calling and I have to keep going even if 10,000 out of two think I'm crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and trust me, a lot of them thought I was crazy, you know? <laughs> Who's this French guy who comes in and says, oh, he wants to do radio on a radio station? Uh, but you know what? When you have, when you're convinced about your message, when you're convinced about what, that what you're doing is, is, is something incredible and it could change people and it could really, um, uh, you know, improve people's life, like I was convinced about what I wanted to do, my message, you know, then nothing will stop you. Uh, you, I knew that I was going to get rejections. I knew that. And for me, it's very hard because I'm a very impatient person to, 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 to start with, you know? I'm very impatient. Uh, and, and one of my, my faults, if, if, if you want to talk, which I have a lot of, but one of them is my impatience where when I'm excited about a project or I'm excited about something and it doesn't happen very fast, I get, oh my God, you know, because I know that this is something that could be great and that could, you know, even if one person gets uh, motivated by it, to me, it's, it's a success. So, of course, I get a little frustrated, you know, and, and it's normal, it's natural, it's, it's, it's human nature. But if you're convinced that what you have to say is that important, then nothing should stop you. And, and that's the kind of mentality I had when I did all those cold calls, when I called all those medias and, and said, hey, my name is Laurent. You know, uh, let me let me let me let me be your your uh, the fitness voice in your channel, <laughs> and that's that's what I what I did because I was convinced that I could do it, that I would be good at it, and that my message would would be appreciated from people. Well, I know that after 18 years of uh, having your own business and and your brand, you've had a lot of great successes and triumphs, but you've also had your share of disappointments and challenges and pains. Um, Can you share with us um, maybe one example of just something that truly changed your business or challenged you, and how did you overcome that challenge? Well, you know, like I said, I'm a very, very patient person uh, in terms of, not impatient in terms of, um, in, in a bad way. I'm impatient in terms of when, when, when I have something on my mind, I want to do it. I want to do it right away. I, I, I get immersed in it and I want, I want it to go out as, as, you know, as soon as I'm done with it, re- getting ready for it, I want this to go up. And, you know, sometimes it, it takes, those things takes time. And for me, it was a learning experience because it kind of taught me to be patient mm-hmm that things might not happen right away or at the pace that you might want it to happen. Uh, so for me, it was, it was a big, big learning experience in terms of things are not going to happen very fast. And I, I, this countless of, of events in my life, uh, business-wise and, and, and also, uh, you know, personal, where things didn't happen when I wanted them to happen. And I had to, I had to kind of, you know, go back a second, stop, take a deep breath and say, you know what? It's going to happen. It might not be now. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be in a month, but it will happen. Be patient. For me, it was a big, big thing to, to kind of, you know, accept that because I'm such a, I, I go everything, you know, everything I do is with passion. Everything I do is with my heart. And I want, I want the thing to come out fast, you know, and unfortunately that's, it doesn't happen like that. Right. So, so, uh, so I think that that's a lot of the challenges in my career, and I'm still dealing with that, you know, and there's still some, some, some projects that I'm working on where it might not happen as fast as I, as I would love to, but I'm learning to enjoy the journey. I'm learning to kind of take a step back and say, you know what, just relax, enjoy what you're doing. It's going to happen. It might not be now, it's going to be later, but it's, it will happen, especially if you put the energy into it. So that's for me, that was my challenge in, in, in growing a business or, or just working in general. Right. Well, now I'm going to turn the tides a little bit and talk about love. 
Oh, love is in the air. Yes, love. Love is such a, a universal Is it Valentine's Day again already? <laughs> well, I think we we passed that. Oh. But before you know, it'll be Valentine's Day again. Although Valentine's know, Day is I every know. day when you're in love, right? Absolutely. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about this partnership you have. Uh, you are working now. You have a true partner in the business, but also yes. she happens to be your partner in life. What uh -huh. is it like to, after all these years of doing it on your own, to not only find the love of your life, but someone who is also willing to step in and really participate and take ownership in her role as a business partner. And now you're running this organization, this uh, brand, this business together. What mm -hmm. is it like working together? What are some of the challenges and what are some of the rewards? Well, uh, first of all, you know, it's a fantastic, in general, it's a fantastic uh, thing. If you're able to work with your wife or your partner or whatever it is, uh, it's a fantastic thing. Uh, you know, I never go home and she never tells me, okay, how was your day? Because she knows how my day is. You know, we work together. Uh, everything we do together revolves around it and we always talk about it and it's, it's a lot of fun. So, so she knows what I do. I know what she does. She compliments me in terms of she is, you know, younger than me. So she understands social media more than me. I, you know, the computer and me are not very good friends. So, so, <laughs> so I, I, there's a lot of things that I don't know how to do. I don't have the patience to do like, you know, the social media, the Instagram post, the, the Facebook stuff. So she's very good at that. She's very proficient and she compliments that kind of business, which today we need, you know, is very, very important as, as you know, to, to have a presence on social media and to be able to push your brand on social media. So, uh, which was a challenge for me and, and she's able to do that because she's good at it. She, she's, she also comes from a, a, uh, hospitality background. You know, she studied hospitality in Europe. And so the whole kind of, uh, food preparation and how you present something and things like that, she has that, which I don't as well. So, so she comes up with that kind of stuff and, and it's fantastic. She's also a fantastic editor. We do a lot of media posts, you know, uh, fun little exercises you could do, uh, little motivational um, uh, videos, all that kind of stuff that we have, all those that content that we do. She edits that. She's a fantastic editor, which I don't have the patience to do as well. So, so we really complement each other into what, what we do. And on the face, I go out and I talk to the crowds and I do the, the, the programs. And then she is the engine behind it where she kind of makes everything run smooth. And I think it's a fantastic uh, relationship. And she's passionate also about fitness, health, nutrition. Uh, so it was a perfect mesh. It was a perfect mesh. But, but money. Yes, the It could be also <laughs> frustrating. You know, you work with your wife. You, 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 you sleep in the same bed as, as your co-worker, basically, you know? <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. I just want to tell you that sometimes it can be frustrating because sometimes she'll have, she'll, she'll think of, okay, this is what we should do with this. I'm thinking, no, you know, I think this is what we should do with this. And, you know, if, if, if you're doing this just with a co-worker, fine, you go home and then she goes home or he goes home and that's fine. But there's no way to run for me. You know, <laughs> I, we take that problem with us everywhere. So, so it's very important to know how to deal with that, especially if you're working with, with your, with your living partner, uh, your wife or husband, whatever it is, is to know how to deal with, okay, if we have an issue, let's talk about it. Let's let's see the pro and cons of that, and and which decision will be the best for that for that particular thing. So uh, for the most part, it's fantastic. It we really uh, mesh perfectly well. There's also a frustrating uh, frustrating part about it because, like I said, if something happens, you deal with it, and you take this home, and then you know you have those little fights here and there. But for the uh, for the most part, I'm really really happy about this this partnership. As a matter of fact, I always that was my dream to be able to be married with someone that has the same interests that would be working with me together, and 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 it happened for me. That's great. Well, you manifested that. So congratulations to you both. Uh, I absolutely adore your wife, Virginia, and oh, thank your, you so much, your little girl, You're too. As well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, it's a team effort. I really appreciate all of, all of the efforts you put in with your passion, knowing your purpose. It's quite clear to me. It was very easy to work with you and with Virginia because you, when we met, you already knew very, very clearly what your vision for your business and your life is. 
and it was just a matter of me kind of streamlining and organizing it for you. But you you already had what it takes to get out there and really release your story, your passion, your brand to the world. So I commend you for all you're doing. Great Thank work. Thank you so um, much. Thank you so much, my Absolutely. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, I do want to ask you a couple questions as we come to a close of the interview. Can you believe it? It's that fast, right? Already? Almost, almost time. There are two What's questions. Wait, what, 10 minutes already? Right, exactly. Two questions I do want to ask. One, I'd love for you to share your words of wisdom. Why is legacy uh, so important as a leader and as an entrepreneur, why is purpose and intention and your calling, uh, living it, breathing it through your business to your community, why is that important to you that it's not just a business, but it's your life's purpose, which happens to be running through a business model and into the world? Well, you know, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. You know, uh, if, if I have to share any words of wisdom, with with, with uh, either future entrepreneurs or with people that are into a business right now and they're kind of struggling or they're looking for their kind of you know uh, a path or or whatever you call it is really find what you love to do and go for it. Uh, ask yourself once again if money is not an object, what would I want to do with my life? And once you have that defined, whether it's a ski instructor or it's a uh, you want to open up a bakery or whatever it is that you want to do, then uh, after that, a lot more doors are going to happen because you do something with your heart. In my business, I, I give a lot of my time away as well to the Avon cause for breast cancer, for example, to the MS Walk, uh, to, to Best Buddies, which is an organization that was started by the uh, Shriver family that helps kids you know, uh, with disabilities. Uh, they, they, you know, when they, whenever they have their kind of fundraisers, they, I come in and I kind of, you know, get the crowds going and things like that. I don't get paid for that, and nor that I would accept any kind of payment, even if they wanted to pay me for that. It, I do that because I love doing what I do. And when you love doing what you do, you you, you want to help other people. You want to help other organizations that you know see what you do as 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 something incredible. So so that's another thing that that I would suggest entrepreneurs to do is really to get involved with your community, to get involved with nonprofit organizations that, that you really believe in. Uh, I got involved with the Avon Walk because my mother is a breast cancer survivor. And it was a, it was a, a thing that was very special to me. Uh, MS Walk, uh, I, you know, I have a, a few clients that have MS and, you know, for me, my clients are like family. So I want to do things that, that kind of support, you know, what, what they do. Um, and, and what does it cost me? An hour of my time, two hours of my time to do something incredible, to put a smile on people's faces? That's nothing. And, and the fact that I could do that, I'm the one who's honored versus, their, uh, versus them. So, so once you have a passion for something, you want to do everything you know, that has to do with sharing that passion. And for me, it's been, I've, I've been very honored to be able to do all those kind of fun things uh, along those years. And, and I'm looking forward to, to, to you know, uh, a bunch of other things coming up in the future as well. So, so find what you love, do what, you, what, you, what you're passionate about. And let me tell you, doors will open up. Well, I'm so excited to see your future and what's about to come around the corner uh, with your business and your brand. Um, how will people be able to find you? How can they look you up, get in contact, join, you know, come to some of your classes or hire yes. you to speak and motivate their employees? Uh, where do we go? So basically, we're, we're on social media. Thank God to, for my wife, by the way. So we're, we're on, on Facebook, uh, which is Facebook slash Yala Fitness, and it's spelled Y-A-L-A fitness.com. We're also on Instagram uh, under Yala Fitness, and I have my personal Instagram as well, Laura Amzalike, which is my name. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Uh, and we have our website, yalafitness.com. And what we do is we put a lot of free content on those sites, uh, where we share like you know little exercises, little motivational messages. You know, sometimes you know we wake up sometimes and we're like, oh, you know, here goes another day. You know, sometimes we need a little pick me up kind of thing, and we have those for you guys, uh, just to kind of get you going through the day and get that kind of you know motivational juices flowing again in your body. So go check out our our social media. And, and we, we, you'll have that kind of stuff. If you want to reach me, like I said, you know, uh, you can go on our, our website. You know, we have our, our demo reel, which shows 
you know, because I've been doing a lot of, 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 of corporate wellness and corporate keynote speaking where I go into a company and I kind of boost people's, you know, uh, morale by, 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 by making them, you know, making them move basically. So it's, it's been a lot of fun for me. Once again, it really targets what I want to do, which is going into big crowds and, and, and motivating as many people as I can, you know, per hour kind of thing. So, so uh, if your company needs a little boost, uh, whether whether it's sales that uh, that are lacking, whether it's morale that's lacking in your company, you know, I use I might not do a fitness class, but I, I always use my fitness background as my, my tool to kind of get the the whole crowd motivated and get their juices flowing again. Great. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. I've seen you in action, so I think it's going to be amazing to um, you know have others really experience motivation and corporate engagement in a unique and interesting, different way. It's so completely you, different. Yes, absolutely different. I, that's what makes you special and unique, Laurent. Thank you so much for being a part of the Soar Community Network and for taking the time to be a part of our podcast today. I Mali. personally am honored to be supporting Yella Fitness from the marketing um, end, but I'm also really proud to know someone like you who really is stepping out there on faith, trusting that your uh, experience and your passion and your purpose is a gift to the world. It's pretty inspiring. Thank you so much, Mike, for your time. And I want to thank also your listeners for, for listening to, to our podcast. And, and hopefully, you know, they take something out of it. And if they have any questions, uh, you know, please let them know that they are there. They, they, you know, feel free to, to email me. You know, uh, I, might, I send my email everywhere. So it's Laurent, like my name, at yalafitness.com. If you have any question on, on fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, like, you know, changing your mindset, get some motivation, whatever it is, you can always email me. And I will always respond. That's great. Well, that's very true. I've experienced that too. So anyway, thank you so much, Laurent. Again, I appreciate you. you. I appreciate Virginia. Thanks for all the amazing work that you do. And for our listeners, thank you so much for continuing to listen to us, uh, downloading us, sharing us, and subscribing to us. We really appreciate the support. And uh, if you have any suggestions for guests, we have guests that tap into our audience from all over the world. And we'd love to, uh, you know, in honor of Laurent, whether you have an accent or not, who cares? You have heart, <laughs> you have passion, you're pursuing your purpose and sharing it with the world. We want to hear from you and share your story. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode. And we will um, share some more great insights with you next time. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com. 